0: Listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one hundred and sixty-two, where we will be discussing Chapter Twelve of City of Fallen Angels: Sanctuary. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin, and I'm Amanda. What? What?
1: Yay. There it is.
2: There
1: it is. Own it every time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh. hey. hey. Yeah. How is everybody's week? Good, we got some good weather here this weekend, so that was Mm. really nice. It felt like spring for a day. (laughs) Okay, listen, here's my thing, and I don't know
1: if you feel the same way as me, but um, every time someone asks me, like, what's your favorite season, mine is 100% fall. There's no judgment on that. Fall. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fall, winter, spring, summer. And then spring comes, and I'm just like, man, do I (laughs) have seasonal
2: depression? (laughs) <laughs> like
1: i know i don't like the sun because i burn and i'm basically mm-hmm. a vampire but like man i felt good the last week mm-hmm. like well that's the days gotta are longer be it, right? so
3: you can get more stuff done it feels like mm-hmm. so i think that yeah. mentally helps too and Absolutely. it's not too
1: hot
3: so mm-hmm. it's like
0: still cold
1: enough to not
3: be like
0: yeah because spring in mm-hmm. the in the pacific northwest is like 60s yeah, like, it was not, like 63, like, and
3: I was taking yeah. off my long sleeve shirt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's not like it's not like San Diego weather. It's right, you know.
0: It's still cold.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <sighs>
3: yeah. It was awesome. I love I it. Don't, I feel.
0: like I, I had to oh. go sun myself last week. Oh. I literally walked in my backyard and just like kind of put my face to the sun. It was like, <laughs> give me. Did you say, show me the D? Give me the D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. <laughs> That's
0: amazing. I felt a lot
3: better. I was like, I'm really sad. I need to go, like, just mm-hmm. sit in the sun for a minute. <laughs> yep. Andy was working from home, and I was in the backyard with the kids. And he, I asked him if he could come out and help me with, uh, we're working on a project out back. And... um he was like, yeah, I can come out for a few minutes and take a break. And he walks out and he's like, I was playing with bubbles with the kids and it's all nice out. And he's like, this is what Saturdays are about. Because you we know, don't retail. He doesn't fucking know. <laughs> he's like, I've had a Saturday off in yeah. 13 years.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> oh. oh, I love it. Yes. We had, we oh. celebrated our date anniversary when we first officially started dating this week. And Cassie watched, Libby was sleeping. We waited until she went to bed and then went to dinner and she watched Lincoln. And it was so cool to just like not have to worry about the kids. Like they were safe and at home. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Lincoln was a psycho and was still awake at 11 when we got home. But um, we went to dinner and then decided we were going to get Cheesecake Factory to go home. Like Cheesecake's. It literally took an hour and a half in the curbside order. It was so crazy. Andy went inside twice, and they just kept telling him to come back to the car and wait for them. And I kept calling, and the lady was so rude. She's like, yeah, we're busy. And I'm like, it's two pieces of cheesecake, and it's been over an hour. Like, right. I don't even know how to cancel my order. Like, what can I do? And Because obviously... Each piece is like $12. It was expensive. I'm not just going to leave 24 uh-huh. something dollars there. Anyway, so eventually, yeah, Andy just went inside and waited in the line. And they were just sitting there waiting for someone to be able to run them out. And I'm like, I understand you're short-staffed. You could say that. Like, I'm really sorry. We're so busy. We don't have anyone to run them out, but they're ready. He was already inside. Anyway, it was so crazy. So I do not recommend doing that if you're in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> or- not even and a hurry. Was, on a Friday night. Yeah. On top yeah. of Yeah, it, hey, yeah. Yeah, it was St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> were out. Like I oh, felt I bad guess, texting you. I guess it's you. a drinking holiday. I didn't really think about yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Because I was like, I was sending you text messages. And I was like, wait, this is like kid free zone. Sorry. <laughs> we, night.
3: Yeah. No, no, no. We were fine. I'm sorry that I missed so many messages. I got it. I got my new phone. It's here. I <gasps> have my temporary case on it until my cute one comes but i moved my apps around and so i wasn't seeing your guys's messages because it just no, wasn't no. i'm not I'm, i need to move everything back do you love your earbuds oh my god you guys last night I was putting olivia to bed and i couldn't open my screen to actually look at your messages but it was reading them to me So it was like, <laughs> it was like audible for text messages you got fucking cheese right? man surround with, sound <laughs> She says, "New message from
1: podcast Biaches."
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Every time, I'm like, "Oh, you slay me, Siri! You silly bitch!" Oh,
0: oh Louise! <laughs> <sighs> I love it. Uh, yes. That's my story? How about you, Robin? How was your week? Um,
1: it was good because of said aforementioned sun we had a good (laughs) soccer game good and we got rained on we did do the rain but that's okay
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um and um my kid plays on turf now and for some reason it was cool so she went in she practiced friday on uh grass field and her shoes got really dirty because they're white soccer shoes and um, they were cleaner after she played her game on Sunday because, like, the rain <laughs> and the turf like, got them all clean. They look sparkly new. It's just like, crazy. As we were leaving, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot a towel. Because usually, like, we'll do that, you know, because she's all muddy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we left at 1230. And her game, we had to be there at 225. And it was in McMinnville. And we had to stop and buy an umbrella and get food and stuff we were there at like 2:18 but i could not figure out how to get in and so i was driving around and i had to park and by the time she got in she was late oh <laughs> like, no it felt that's really crazy. bad i was like we were the first people here
2: i'm you just left dumb. so
1: much time
3: that's crazy i'm just dumb <laughs> um has she fallen on the turf yet i've heard it's really painful she
2: got
1: um her first game she played, she got. Um, somebody went to take the ball. She had a run, so she went from the back end of the like. Cause she's she plays center mid, so she took the ball at our goal and ran it all the way up to the other goal, and then she went to make her shot, and this girl kicked her ankle, and she flew <gasps> like flew into the air and fell on her stomach, and like. <sighs> They they have a white uniform when they're home, and so she had like a mud streak down her whole belly. And Aww. They didn't call it as a foul, which was oh. like I couldn't yeah. believe it, but whatever. Um, and she just popped right back up. But I was like, dude, there's like tough cookie, owie, owie, yeah, Ow. owie. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Damn,
3: yeah, uh
2: huh.
1: And we we like soccer. We like doing practices. We like doing games and stuff. So it's a good it's a good mm-hmm. week.
0: That's nice. That is cool. Oh, my gosh. Well, what do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with
3: Robin's recap? Oh, I like that. (laughs) Previously on Downworld or Dish.
1: Clary is thrust into battle with a demon and is doing a pretty good job activating her Shadow Hunter skills with a Z. She's making quick life-saving decisions, dodging. Dodging? I said doing, (laughs) but I meant to write dodging. Uh, nope, I'm wrong. I am wrong. 100%. 100%. I'm going to redo that. From the top. Because, okay. From the top. <laughs> Clary is thrust into battle with the demon and is doing a pretty good job activating her Shadowhunter skills with a Z. She's making quick life-saving decisions, doing all sorts of crazy flips, and even turns your run-of-the-mill ritualistic demon dagger into an angelic weapon. She keeps the momentum up until she throws her dagger, an only weapon, right into the middle head, and instead of disappearing, it just drags its limb toward her. Ugh. But, never you fear, Clary is still clad in her plot armor, as her phone-a-friend Izzy shows up to dispatch the Hydra demon— the girls go back to the Institute, and Izzy patches up Clary from her p po- papa po- po- poison burns. And they have a winding conversation covering demon baby theory, Sebastian, Simon's two-timing ways, what's the deal with Clays, and Clary's chastity. It was a hot button for me, so that's all we're going to go in to cover ATM. Meanwhile... <laughs> anyway, Simon is meeting Camille in an abandoned speakeasy era bank. She's excluding her ancient authority and assuming the clothes that Simon has summoned her to agree to her plans, which he can do via Blood Oath. Simon turns out to be really good at two timing because that's exactly what he's doing to Camille, sending pictures of their meeting location to the Clave, who burst in through a giant slab of portal meat. <laughs> They quickly apprehend Camille and murder the riffraff brothers. Camille's sad and totally to about their deaths and lets them know that they are the real monsters here. Maris is giving Trunchbull, which is shitty but also understandable. The situation is complicated. Camille refuses to be interrogated by the Nephilim and is taken back to the Institute to talk to the only person she will. Magnus. Oh, shit. Tell me more, tell me more.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, shit, you guys. Simon and gang snatch Camille, and now she's locked up in the sanctuary demanding to speak with Magnus. And Simon wants to know what she could possibly want with our fabulous High Warlock. Jace offers no insight uh, to the matter as they prop on the... uh, Jace offers no insight to the matter as they prop up the back wall of the sanctuary in a way only a broody teenage boy can. (laughs) It seems as though Simon's accelerated bad boy training, courtesy of Jace is coming along quite nicely. Great. For those of you wondering, a sanctuary is like a semi attached garage without a permitted foundation. Right. So it's not exactly (laughs) a part of the Institute and it doesn't have that pesky, like hallowed ground bit. Um, Making it, like, the perfect place to chain up the odd rogue vampire demon. Awesome. And upo- <laughs> upon Maris's orders, uh, Kadir, uh, her right-hand man, who Jace also mentions uh, his brother Malik, who was from book one, who died on V-Tang, the SS V-Tang.
3: Uh-huh.
0: <clears throat> um, so Kadir secures Camille to one of the stone pillars with a blessed with blessed me- metal manacles that is a mouthful <laughs> for like a little bit of extra torture for the ancient one um because as we find out it's like they're they're manacles they're lined on the inside to like protect their the immediate wrist but if you move you'll hit the metal and it'll basically scorch you like And Simon is reminded of like the star of David that was on his cell when he tried to like escape from Idris from from the prison in Idris. Right. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. I've got a little bit for you. The vampire gave a little scream. Bless metal, said Jace, without a flicker of emotion. It burns them. Them, Simon thought. You mean you. I'm just like her. I'm no different just because you know me. Oh. Damn. <laughs> Simon is starting to understand the severity of his situation and how lucky mm-hmm. he is that he's got friends. Like, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. And I, for someone like Simon who definitely feels, I mean, obviously, like his relationship stuff, he's never been great in the love department. I feel like that is a giant black hole for him. But in the rest of his life, he's a pretty, I would say reasonable and respectable person. Like the choices that he makes, the things that he does, you know. And <laughs> Amanda's face.
2: <laughs> I'm, waiting I'm not to sure
0: hear. If she can agree with I you know. all the way. Okay. And it does feel like he's starting to realize how his situation is kind of like how his morals are going to affect him going forward and like what that looks like for him. Because I think at the beginning he was just like, Oh my God, I'm a vampire. Claire's my best friend. I'm going to hang out with my best friend all the time. And now he's realizing that he really does have a role in this world. And Mm
2: -hmm.
0: there's a responsibility to that role. And he's starting to feel like, well, wait a minute. Like I'm a part, I'm not one of you guys. Like I'm a part of a different group of people and a different community that you basically like, don't give a shit about if they don't do what you want. And I think Simon is kind of like starting to realize that like, oh, like this is conditional. Mm -hmm. This relationship I have with the clave is very conditional. Now I think he knew that from like being put in the prisons in Idris, but it's, it's a little bit harder to like take the whole governing body and like his close, like, New York peeps. hmm But I think he's starting to see in this scenario of how they're handling this that, like, oh, they're all the fucking same, kind of.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Just <laughs> If you I fuck know up, Maris they will mean... do this to
0: me. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I
1: don't remember feeling super icky about Jace the first time reading this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Mm – I I think I've read through these books a couple times. But I never Mm -hmm. remembered feeling kind of like, ugh, until Mm -hmm. this read here. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you know, one of those, are you reading for content? Are you reading to finish the book? Are you reading to analyze it or whatever? And I'm just kind of like, dude, you're – Like, his only saving grace for his character flaws is Clary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in her absence – You know, it's like, I was just going to say, are you a fascist?
3: Is that what's happening? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Is that,
3: it's not the wrong word. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, and obviously this isn't directed to directly to Jace or whatever, but seeing this happen and the way it's gone down, it, and I'm not justifying what V-Tang did, but I can see how easily people could slide into a cult like that. Because they're already sort of doing bad things to people. I mean, you don't, you've heard from one person that Camille broke the law and you're just taking that as truth because you've heard of her and she's really old. I don't know. I guess that's uh, guilty until proven innocent. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's of opposite.
1: Well, and you got to think, like I said, I've, I think we've talked about this a couple of times. Are main protagonist for the most part and obviously something's up with jace right jace Mm -hmm. isn't acting like normal and i don't this point is at the absence of clary being able there to like level head him because we don't know jace personally as his how he was before they were together Mm -hmm. which kind of seeming from like izzy i don't think alec has had this conversation but with izzy it's like oh, Jace was asleep for a really long time and then he got with Cleary and he woke up and now he's a person and, like, Uh he's not just... Life isn't happening to him. He's living now, right? Right. And um, so we don't know exactly how Jace acted before. So, like, is this a lens into the way he was before he was with Cleary? Because he's shutting her out. Is there something else going on? We don't know. But for the most part, Izzy, Alec, um, Jace, Will, Jim... Not so much, well, not Justin anymore, but our main Shadowhunter protagonists Mm -hmm. are very progressive Mm -hmm. as opposed to what the clave is. And so Maris obviously was the one tempted to, you know, whatever, we'll get into that more later. So it's kind of like, is she reverting back to that because it's comfortable and she's in a place where she... Mm -hmm. needs it just seems like everybody's just kind of it's very icky and seeing it from someone's side like side point side of view point of view Mm -hmm. that is the um what am I trying to say think of my words for me
3: the
2: victim like the minority the minority in this
1: situation is like it's pretty powerful
3: absolutely yeah well and I think Was it last chapter, I think, that um, Clary asked Izzy if Jace was okay, and she said absolutely not. So I think this isn't how he normally was before, unless she's comparing it to who he is now when Clary's there. Uh Uh-huh. So who knows? Or yeah, Izzy's not there
1: when he's being a dickhole to the people he's apprehending, but he clearly
3: looks, like, physically ill. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, because he's not eating or anything or sleeping. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's got a license tail. He's he's got to look like Jamie Campbell Bower. So he's just uh-huh. like now, no more food. <laughs>
0: no
3: he's more. wasting away on mangoes
0: only <laughs> yeah. and cold soup. Yeah, and cold soup. <sighs> <sighs> oh my Jesus! Okay, <clears throat> I don't remember where we were. Oh yeah, okay. So Simon is still trying to suss out Camille's angle with Magnus, and Jace's only suggestion is that they're both old as fuck, so there must be some history there. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, if people are old enough, they're bound to run into each other, right? Like, <laughs> it's uh, what is it, five degrees of Kevin Bacon, but five <laughs> yes. degrees of Magnus Bane? Absolutely, a hundred percent. That's great. <laughs> that's what that's what this that's what this, it shouldn't be called the Shadow Hunter Chronicles. It should be called five degrees of separation Yes, of Magnus Main. Uh-huh. <laughs> um either way, it was looking norm uh, uh, either way, it was looking more likely that that Magnus and Alec would be pulled from their travels early. Um Jace doesn't really seem to, like that excited at the prospect of his pair of bro tie coming back. Which, again, I think just adds to the, he's being weird. There's something wrong with him. We don't okay. know what it is, but something is influencing him. He's, he's got something going on. <clears throat> so, Cell Phone Gate happened to be Jace's brilliant plan. Um, in order to portal, like, somewhere, you have to have, like, a picture in your mind's eye, right? And they didn't know where Camille was. So, Simon's, like, covert glamour shot was, like, their roadmap straight to Camille. So they nice. just got to pop in, portal in, and be like, bitch, gotcha, bitch. Like, <laughs> it was a whole thing. They, like, swatted her. Um, so Izzy arrives, and once Jace, like, fills her in on everything that happened with Camille, because she's like, um, excuse me, like, Magnus and Alec have opera tickets. Like, they don't have time to fucking come here. <laughs> she's like, they're and busy. And I love that
3: she knows that.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So Jace fills her in on everything, and then she tells them that like, oh yeah, me and Clary had a date with a hydra demon. Like, it's all good. <laughs> and the mention of Clary is enough to shake Jace from his stupor, and he like kicks his overly protective atomic bomb of a boyfriend tendencies into overdrive. <laughs> He's like, what? You you took her? You you took her? It, it's great. So if we have. If we had any question at all whether or not Izzy and Jace were siblings, like, the conversation that follows is evidence enough. Right. She explains that, of course, she wouldn't dream of taking Clary out on a mission with her. Clary was already there fighting the demon when Izzy got there. It's <laughs> <He's> like, what? <laughs> All by herself. (laughs) She's like, yeah, she texts me. And he's
3: like, she texts you? It's like losing his shit. Slowly, with everything she says, she's trying to make it better. And it's just getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: So Jace is momentarily baffled hearing that Clary reached out to Izzy instead of him. But as soon as he hears she's upstairs in the Institute, he heads off. Now, Izzy is kind of mean. Because at first, she's like, yeah, she's bleeding out upstairs, like, all, like, deadpan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is something I would do. Uh, yeah, I
3: would like, <laughs> probably do that, If too. I
0: knew someone was okay and I was just fucking with my brother,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, I just left her up there bleeding.
1: It's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. She'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know where it is in this chapter, so I'm very sorry, but I don't know if either one of you wrote about it. So if you did display shut up, bitch, we'll get there. But I think it's interesting that this may be – so jace and simon are having a conversation and jace is Mm -hmm. saying my mom yeah oh okay yeah i wasn't
0: gonna talk about it because i felt it was weird like because simon also says
1: your mom Uh uh-huh and i every time i look it's like maris Mm -hmm. and i know like in um like my husband's culture even when he's talking to his sister he says my mom instead of mom which i think is just phonetically like how you say it Mm -hmm. um so sometimes even in english she's like yeah my mom um but like jace i don't think i've ever wrote him calling her mom or saying my mom i somehow didn't
3: catch that that's interesting
0: so it was just very much like oh okay i think after like after the war was like the shift of him like accepting the lightwood name and accepting Mm -hmm. like kind of his role and stuff like that but it still feels weird.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It still
0: feels like it doesn't match. Like, yeah. I'm not even sure Izzy calls her mom, mom. Like, <laughs> you know
3: what I mean? Like, it just feel like, it feels like Maris wouldn't want that title. Well, after you guys hear what I tell you, obviously you've read the chapter. But, like, sounds like she kind of <laughs> treats her more like a friend anyway. Maybe she doesn't feel like she's her uh-huh. mom, you know?
1: Well, and then I could see Simon saying your mom. He's like, oh, yeah, your mom said so-and-so. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. for him, it's, like, adoption, and I'm sure yeah. he's just kind of, like, uh, you right. know, he's not in the nitty-gritty of, you know, he doesn't know Jace's whole origin story. But it was definitely just, like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. hmm Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Origin it. story. I love it. <sighs> Uh, so Izzy and Simon have some talking to do, but he can't set foot on hallowed ground and the sanctuary is already in use. So Iz leads him to like this narrow passage that's like it leads to an exit so it's like so people could come like so vampires could come in and use the sanctuary if they needed a meet or whatever.
2: It's so they go into this little
0: passage for some much needed privacy, would you say? I said it's a vestibule? Yes.
1: I'm in the vestibule. Okay, listen. I thought it was really funny also when Izzy's like, okay, follow me. And he's like, I can't. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. It's like another thing where he's just like, they're totally like, they're not connecting
0: Simon with
1: being a vampire. Mm-hmm. Well, cause
0: she does have that moment where she kind of has to like, be like, oh, that's right. Like, cause she asked him like, why? And she's like, uh-huh. oh, I'm just, I don't. Yep. Mm-hmm. But also I have questions. Like, he has angel blood in him. So would it really be right. a problem? Interesting. I don't know. Have I they mean, tried he's a daylighter? Maybe I mean, it's he different might. I think him. he might die if they try. and It fails, but he's a mark, right? Tastes like burning for a little bit. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> I just is it one of those things? Because to me, it seems like an eye. Like won't go too far into it because obviously this touches on Mm -hmm. other things that we'll get to in Mm -hmm. different series but it's like i'm assuming where it's the thing where like you have a um like if you're talking about genetics like alleles or whatever and one's Mm -hmm. always like dominant Mm -hmm. and so you know if you're you know brown eyes is dominant over blue eyes sort of thing and so it's like i thought that shadow hunter blood was dominant over or not shadow hunter angel the angel part of shadow uh-huh. hunter blood was like always dominant mm-hmm. and so like maybe like what you're saying is true like i wonder why it didn't obviously right, it mean, made him a day liar it did do stuff but like yeah maybe I he didn't take enough in to like transfuse all of it
2: uh-huh.
1: maybe i don't know i just feel like i don't know maybe he just needs to like neck jace more exactly uh-huh. He just needs to Uh feed
3: off of Jace because, you know, it'll just make him look a little more gaunt than he does now. Uh But I also feel like I don't.
0: The most unrealistic part of this entire story and Simon's entire plot line is the idea that the Shadowhunters would have ever let him go
2: Mm -hmm. and not
0: experimented on him mercilessly for the rest yes. of his fucking life. Like, that is shocking. Now, I think the only reason that must have happened is because now he has the mark. And, like, they broke him out and Clary put the mark on him before, like, shit could pop off. hmm But, I mean, like, from what we know of the Shadowhunters, there's no fucking way. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they tried to keep it, like, on the DL. Somebody knows. <laughs> Somebody knows or suspects what happened right like mm-hmm. not all the adults are idiots
3: <laughs> <laughs> i mean who it, knows where they impossible.
0: are it's impossible it's <laughs> impossible but mm-hmm. <sighs> because i think i think you kind of are right that like the shadow hunters like the more the more i read it as an adult who understands like politics and Economics and how, how, like, societies, you know, work better than I was when I was a teenager reading these.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I'm just like, mm, these
3: people are fucked. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I think like Robin said it well last week. They give you the so ick, un- you know. Oh, yeah, It's so I mean,
1: uncomfortable. The parallels between, like, V-Tang and, like. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Germany, 1940, 19, like that yeah. was very Germany clear. in the 30s. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. But, um,
0: America in and the when, 20s. like, when, and
1: then of course, when I'm reading it at first, I'm just like, I love Clay's and I want the love story and I mm-hmm. want, and I'm invested in the characters. And not that I'm not still, but to me, it was like, oh, they killed the bad guy. Cool. Now who's the next bad guy? And yeah. it's kind yeah. of like, no, there's more like, that plot line didn't get resolved all the way. Right. So, I mean, I just didn't pick up on it as much. And I'm not saying that all... This is just me personally. I think teenagers right. can pick up on it and young
0: readers can do it. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. fucking didn't. Well, it certainly wasn't my focus. Of course. Uh-huh. But as as an adult, of course, I'm like, well, how do these people fucking function? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, what are the rights of the citizens? Like... <laughs> I feel like really like mm. I feel like Hermione Granger with the spews, with the yeah. the fucking house elves.
3: <laughs> Amanda's like, I don't know what to figure out. Talking about, I think this is why we really like that codex. Mm-hmm. Having that, just as adults, having some descriptions. Yeah, I need some more information. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so
0: I'm really proud of Izzy here. The first thing that she brings up to Simon um, is that he's still hanging out with Kyle and how there needs to be some splaining because that dude turned Maya into a fuck and into a werewolf and like fucking girl code. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
0: really respect Izzy here for making this like stand and kind of being like, I'm not going to be upset with Maya whose fault this is not at all. Absolutely. Like, obviously, me and you need to have a conversation because we've got an issue. But Maya's still my friend, mm-hmm. and what the fuck are you doing? Like, yep. I appreciate that. I just wish Clary was here to see Izzy being a good example. Um, because <laughs> it's very rare that Izzy is a good example. Let's be honest. I was
3: gonna say she really turned it around, didn't she, in the last twenty it. minutes. <laughs>
0: So Simon gives her the Jordan Kyle rundown, uh, but doesn't tell her about Maureen, which is interesting. I was like, oh, we're keeping I don't things, know if I could we? do it.
3: I don't know if I could tell someone if I did something so awful. Like today, I accidentally I mean, killed a squirrel. Oh, oh no. Oh, my God. I was so emotional. It was so sad. I didn't even... I thought he was like a leaf. Like, I didn't even see him run in front of me. And I ran him over, and I could see him. He was still alive, but he was running with just his front legs. And it was oh. so awful. And, of course, I was dropping Lincoln off at school, so I had to go back the same direction. And he was dead on the road. And I was just... Oh. At least he didn't... Hopefully, he didn't suffer for too long. Oh, that's awful. Anyway, sorry. That's where I went. That's where I took it. <laughs> Oh
0: my god Um, Okay so Isabel acknowledges (laughs) (laughs) Isabel acknowledges that if Kyle Is with the Praetor Lupus he's probably Changed quite a bit like she's like I know Of them like they're They're legit you know But That doesn't explain why A heaven protected daylighter would Need a bodyguard Mm -hmm. What's the deal And Simon's explanation is simple. Uh, He can't exactly go through life blowing people up with his forehead, which, fair. It's fair, yeah. (laughs) It's a legit
3: concern. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) And besides, he needs all the help he can find, or he can get to find out, like, who's trying to murder him. And Kyle's helping
3: him. Or are we calling him Jordan or Kyle? I prefer Kyle. I, I do, too, but I think it's Jordan now. I know, but I book. think I'm just going to continue to call him Kyle. We will know what you mean. <laughs> Mr. Kyle.
0: Uh, uh, okay, so I already talked about that. So Izzy uh, abrupt, abruptly shifts the co- topic of conversation and asks if Simon ever wondered why she was different from her brothers. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh, you don't have a dick? <laughs>
3: God, guessing guessing so <laughs> like... <sighs> oh my gosh yeah and izzy's like no you dumbass <laughs> i mean <laughs> like they're both in love and they had no issues falling in love and she lists off these qualities like their loving qualities that alec and jace each have and she starts to compare herself um to them in those ways and then kind of starts to list off max as well and trails off and she points out she's like max trusted everyone and i don't like that's kind of where she leaves it with max because that would have been a hard thing to start s- talking about him and then probably remembering that he's gone well, and it's obviously very sad. he didn't
1: get to that age where he could have mm-hmm. a relationship like that which is
3: Awful. yeah I mean obviously he trusted people you're right he was a child so you know that's just what they do so Simon tries to comfort her by saying that all people are different and it doesn't mean that Jason Alec are happier than she is um but she cuts in and disagrees and goes into a story about her parents being in the circle and here is some cheesemate that I feel like I've been wanting for literally years now mm. because this has been three years you guys Okay, so I forgot how to spell Maris's name, and obviously it was incorrect. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I remember listening to one of the Audibles or something where someone kept pronouncing it May Reese, and it just it always looks wrong to me. Her name is weird. I think it's cool, but it's, I have to it's weird. look
0: in the book every time I like uh-huh. say spell her name because I can't. I want to spell it. The, the M-A-Y-R-S-E uh-huh. even though it's Mary S.
1: Mary S. Yeah.
3: That's like, what I'll remember now. Thank you. It's Mary.
1: Thank yeah. you. Um, I spell Camille's name wrong literally every time I type it. Okay. And I know how to spell it. My fingers just go rogue. Mm. Every
3: time. <laughs> yep. You just go rogue. <laughs> All willy nilly. <laughs> like the cat on the piano. Yes. That's what I'm picturing. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Apparently, Maris was the one that wanted to join that, like, in crowd of V-Tang and the cult, literal cult. And Robert wasn't super into it, but it seems like he was into her. So he just kind of went along with it. And obviously, all the shit happened and it was years or whatever. And eventually, after they were banished, Robert internally blamed her for their lives being completely, like, just broken apart. Everything fell apart. Alec was already born and Maris was pregnant with Izzy so Robert stayed with her even though Izzy thinks that he wanted to leave and she says that Alec was about nine when um, Robert became a big fat fucking cheater which Uh is weird to me that she uses Alec's age as a reference instead of her own I don't know maybe it's because we know how old Alec is and we don't know for sure how old she is I don't know. It's weird. Because then she does, the very next thing she talks about when she was 13, her mom came to talk to her. And I'm like, I don't, it's, I I would never say, yeah, I think my brother was five. I would have to calculate it. Yeah. Okay. That means I'd been six or seven. You know, that's weird. Uh Anyway. That's uh, definitely a.
0: (gasps) Now, this would make sense if she was referring to Max's age. Uh-huh. Because I feel like that would be a much more memorable, like, oh, my little brother was four. Like, I remember that or something yeah, uh-huh. like that. But her older brother, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No. You would you would use yourself as the reference.
1: Hmm. That's something that was
3: not caught during editing, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I w- yeah, it has to have been because it's weird.
1: I mean, not that it's like, oh, the story, I can't tell the story yeah. <laughs> now anymore. No. <laughs> but just
0: like. Hey, why don't we tweak it to this? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's it's the same as like when you're editing for, you know, dialogue and you're like, that doesn't sound like a real person. Like you got to change that. People use uh-huh. contractions like right, when they speak.
3: Uh-huh. It's like yeah, Say it out loud peeve. and see how it sounds. It's like when Robin tells me when to put a comma in, you just got to say it out loud. Yeah. Where's the <laughs> natural <laughs> pause?
1: Yeah. I do that to my cat all the time and she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, dude,
0: you will. You have to. <laughs> yeah. You, you will also, in your head, say wedded in his day every time you spell it. Yes.
3: Absolutely. I think it's a rule. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when Izzy was 13, uh, Maris told her about the affair that Robert had been having, and she knew. Yeah, that Robert wanted to leave her, but they had found out they were pregnant with Max, so he ended the affair. I have so much to say about that, but its I guess that's not what it's about. I'm just going to touch on it because I can't not. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Please, He's yeah. having an affair. Why is he also sleeping with his wife? You don't love her. <laughs> right? You don't care for her, obviously. Like, this is over in your head. Why? Why? you don't Why? you don't get to have your cake you need
0: it too. yes yeah and also okay. maris what the fuck are you
3: doing mm. yep yeah um yeah <laughs> yeah because she goes on to tell izzy to not, not to trust men yeah. oh yeah don't trust men and you know she tells her not to tell anyone about this giant fucking cheese may bomb <laughs> she just dropped on her at 13? Like, yeah. Here, here, my my very impressionable daughter, hold on to this giant secret. Here's but, your baggage. Yeah. Hope you don't need therapy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You're your a baggage. woman. Here's I your baggage. It for you.
0: It's literally like happy bat mitzvah. Like, <laughs>
1: dude, I just like, okay, look. Maybe in Maris, like, Maris, obviously, obviously, I think with everything going on, she's got mental health issues. Yes, all shadow hunters do, in my opinion. I but it's like maybe she's like, well, who else is gonna come? Like, I have to have Robert because, like, I can't freaking leave. Right. Like, I I, think he goes more on corner. Uh huh. Because I think he travels more to like Idris as like the institute head. And she's just stuck at home. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I can either die lonely with literally nobody here except fucking Hoge (laughs) or I'll just like conceal, don't feel, and pretend to you know Mm because nobody else is gonna come live with her in exile in the institute. So I think she feels trapped. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Robert just gets to like
0: Leonard Skinner.
3: Was it my idea to join the circle? You stay here. Okay.
0: Also, though, that's kind of fair. I mean, a little bit, but it's totally something a dude would do.
2: It It is.
0: 100%. 100%. But, like, I can understand where that resentment would come from that would uh-huh. cause a rift in their relationship. Because, yeah, I'd be pretty fucking pissed, too, if my wife wrote me into some fucking golf yeah. And then got my I ass, mean, like, fucking. No, he made the decision for himself. But. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's one of
1: those things, I guess, like, there's stuff, okay, me personally, um, we didn't, my marriage, obviously, you know, we've been pregnant or had kids the whole time. Like, it wasn't where it was like, oh, marriage counseling, and we should talk mm-hmm. about this. And, you know, we didn't get to do that. Thankfully, it worked out well. But I think it's one of those things where it really goes to show if it's something that you need to, like, talk about, like, what's your parenting style? Mm-hmm. Um what do you think of as clean or what do you this are we cohabitable can we live together do we Mm -hmm. have the same set of values and morals and stuff and obviously this is way bigger than do you do gentle parenting or authoritative parenting that's it's bigger than Mm -hmm. that because it's like are you a fascist piece of shit or not right like
3: have you been in a cult check yes or no he compromised his morals
1: for lust or love or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and then it ended up coming back and biting him in the ass and i think most times when you compromise a big piece of yourself whether it's how you want to raise your children or Mm -hmm. whatever it is like it will eventually come to bite you in the
3: ass absolutely
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Uh well especially like you said when they're exiled together and it's just them just sitting there reeling (sighs) on it Mm -hmm. you know
2: uh-huh talk okay.
3: about fucking torture yeah Damn. i mean if covid didn't teach us anything robert and maris should <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well like i said it's
1: obviously way bigger picture but the same lesson all the way down to the little things because some stuff it's easy to like you know it's like you have to decide like is this something that i'm really gonna like uh-huh. sweat on or are we just gonna let it go but there's some things where it's like This is a line in the sand and you got to hold to that because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to come back.
3: Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yes. So luckily for us, I don't know how this happened, but Simon said what we're all thinking. (laughs) Basically, it was incredibly immature, irresponsible and unfair, as Simon put it, to put that secret on Izzy, especially at that age. Mm-hmm. And she at the time had felt like it made her like it made her feel special to have this secret that only her parents and the other woman knew. Mm-hmm. She didn't realize how much it would affect her life as she grew up. And of course she didn't because she was a child. That's why your mother was supposed to not have told you that because she should have recognized that. Yep. But um she watches her brothers fall in love and sometimes she wonders um how they don't realize like how do you not know better? Your heart's gonna get broken your heart's breakable you're never gonna be the same after you have your heart bro- broken, whatever and Simon admits that he's better than he was before he had his heart broken by Clary mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see, and I quote <laughs> you know, when someone prefers their own brother over you it isn't exactly oh it isn't a confidence booster <laughs> that has to be true you know (laughs) yeah 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 he got taken down a couple pegs yeah yeah
1: (laughs) you're like okay simon i agree with you on this one
0: (laughs) one time i will
1: quoteth
3: simon (laughs) Uh, so he had thought at the time that once clary realized she couldn't be with jace she would go back to him Ugh. And he ended it because she would have only been with him because she couldn't be. Like, being with Jace would have been inappropriate. (laughs) Right. So she would have been with Simon just because she couldn't be with him. And he didn't want that, so he broke it off. And Izzy's like, oh, I didn't know that you ended the relationship. And it sounds like she kind of chose Simon because she thought he wasn't emotionally available because of that heartbreak. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And so some awkward smelling between them happens. Like, he's like smelling (laughs) her blood, and then he remembers Maureen, and it just gets a little like, what the fuck? And um, she's like, okay, bye. Glad we had this talk. Gotta go. She
1: walks towards him, and then he completely like freezes. And I think that she's reading his body language Mm -hmm. is something that it's not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And it's just miscommunication yep. in a different form.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. we all know is the favorite yeah.
1: of uh-huh. Miss Claire. Yes. Right. So this just puts them back on the potential map because we've started with miscommunication again. Right. And now there's just a pain for me. I, I love it, that even watch the
0: communication out. is short and incomplete and just leads to more questions.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's perfect it's for teenagers too. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, it's like i know amanda this wasn't your favorite but like you had said Kristen, an episode or two ago like in some areas obviously simon is very stunted Mm -hmm. but in other stuff like this he was just like he tells izzy Mm -hmm. like i think you chose me because you wanted like he's the one that said that Mm -hmm. about like you're just looking for someone blah 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 and i'm just like yeah i feel like i feel like this stuff makes me feel better For liking Simon so much before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like there are,
0: he's not just a creep. Okay. There uh, are. Yeah. I think this is a really good example of building a good backstory for your characters to, to, to support who they are. So Simon thinks like he, in the beginning, he was always like, you know, I'm the nice guy, whatever. Like he did what he thought he was supposed to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, To, like, get Clary to like him or whatever. Um, And then seeing his emotional maturity in this way, how it kind of differs, I think it makes sense given the fact that his dad died when he was young. He was raised by a rather progressive woman, single woman, and he has a sister. So his... Role models, the people important to him in his life are all female. Mm. And so it makes sense that, like, if you're really close with your mom and your older sister, that, like, you would understand that that scenario was a shitty scenario, right? Or be able to, Mm -hmm. like, think critically like that. But it also makes sense that he would be bad at relationships with girls because he didn't have a man to talk to about what that looked like. Like, because you can talk to your mom, but, like, Teenage boy, how much is he going to talk to his mom about girl girl stuff? Truly, truly. Doesn't seem like mm-hmm. Simon was really into talking about stuff like that with his mom. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, well, I'll do all the nice things that I'm supposed to do and just expect that to work, right? Like, it do, it feels like Simon never got the memo of, like, you're going to be rejected a lot and you're just going to have to deal
3: with it. Because like, you're annoying. Because uh-huh. you're a man. Or he could
0: be... <laughs> It's one of those
3: things, too,
1: where it's like maybe he's hearing his sister's conversation. What's I just wish, like, all I want is somebody right. to buy me flowers and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, yeah. okay, well, that's all I got to do. Yeah. And then I'm going to be better than every other guy because I'm doing all this other stuff. So, like,
2: if Simon, I put in
0: yeah.
1: the 3% that they're missing, then why, why aren't you doing this for me?
0: Simon feels very much like the guy who does what he thinks you want him to do. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy that watches too many romantic movies And, like, behaves in a way that he thinks is what you want instead of getting to know you and behaving in the way that is beneficial to you, like, Mm -hmm. specifically. Like, he's got a, he's got, like, a checklist of all the things that you got to do. And then at the Uh end, you're supposed to have a girlfriend. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a good, I like that. That's great. (laughs) It's like, I got it in the back of Tiger Beat. (laughs) love
1: (laughs) okay look i um this isn't the time or place but i don't know why you saying that triggered my mind i've been listening to lord of shadows right oh uh uh-huh and um there's another character that has another classical form of something that they're like completely obsessed with right we'll just leave it at that like music or or fine art or Mm -hmm. basically the classical like fine arts and literature and everything And to me, I'm just like, bro, like, why? Uh And then I had this moment and I'm like, okay, so if most shadow hunters aren't a TV, computer, phone, like, what else are they going to do for entertainment? Yeah. Yeah.
0: They've got, they're going to learn how to like old school hobbies.
1: Old school hobbies. And then I was like, maybe I'm just being too much of a bitch. So Mm -hmm. that makes more sense. And (laughs) I need to let it go.
3: Uh, Okay, this isn't. A spoiler but it's not from <clears throat> these is there a reason that they don't use like computers and stuff because obviously in this series they're using like cell phones mm-hmm. i think um go ahead so for as as close as we've
0: gotten to like an actual like addressing of this like i mean obviously cassie has said that the shadow hunters are low tech they're kind of resistant to change and they separate themselves from mundanes and things like that and it's very like the shadow hunter mindset is very much one of superiority right like they are in a hierarchical situation where they think they are the top they're the closest to heaven and everyone else is below them including mundanes even though they're protecting mundanes but like They're, they're protectors. Therefore they're higher than them. That's the way they see themselves. They see themselves like very like cultured and like the way that we've seen, like they have this very like supremacist view of themselves in their world. And so I think the idea of like changing their Internal workings that's non-traditional or whatever, or that doesn't use magic and uses technology or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's it's more of a like, we don't need to because we're better because we already figured this out. We have a system. Right. So like the cell phones for yeah, when you're on patrol that makes sense. But like uh-huh, their okay. records are never going to be on a computer, right? And Cassie did address it in one. Of the more recent books, like just a line that was like "Shadow Hunters are not high tech," as like kind of a response, like a call and response to the TV show, Okay. which was oh, okay. very like you know because yeah. it's it's like alternate universe, right? They're like we have to make this new and different, so they made it like all very high tech and stuff, which interesting is not of the kind of culture that the Shadow Hunters have built. So mm-hmm. when like you're right, like we've got. You know gem with his violin of course that was older so that makes more sense for like the time Mm -hmm. period but the person that robin's talking about i know what you're talking about yeah they have these kind of like snooty ish like i guess not snooty expensive hobbies hobbies that rich people have okay right because canvas and paint is expensive yeah, Like, you can't just have a studio full of canvases, like, giant ones, and just be like, oh, yeah, this was nothing. That's fucking expensive. Yeah. So I, part of me is, like, that's a status thing. Like, kind of how, like, in, uh, like, Regency England or whatever, like, a woman's worth was, like, can she play piano forte? How many languages does she speak? Can she draw? Can she do this? Can she do that? Like, it's all about, like, the things that you can list on this like your resume i feel
2: mm-hmm, like the uh-huh. same
0: I, I feel like there's like the same kind of vibe like it's all about how much better you can be in positioning yourself I don't interesting know, forward yeah. movement
1: well and to me it was like clary as a character like it really and i think this is obviously writing develops and stuff like that too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but to, it's like she's kind of like i like drawing and i'm obsessed <laughs> with my boyfriend
3: yeah. So that's
1: and then she my personality like does like a thumbs up. Black coffee. Know? And I don't her <laughs> like random dresses. And so um <laughs> except she does all the time. Yeah. Uh, but to me it's like obviously her mom had the painting stuff from shadow uh-huh. hunter stuff and then she's trying to emulate her mom. So like right. It all trickles down from that. I was just kind of like and I think part of the technology not mundane thing is um I think they don't want their up-and-coming shadow hunters to be too intermingled with mundane culture mm-hmm. right and so using the cell phone as like okay yeah I guess we're gonna have to use this to communicate
2: mm-hmm. and like
1: okay you got me we'll do that but um as far as like you don't need to be watching TV you don't need to be on the internet you don't need to have you know aim messenger and stuff because you don't need to be too
0: immersed in
1: because
2: that's mundane not your- stuff
0: that's not your culture and that's not uh-huh. for you. And you can't go and meet someone out there because then you'd be giving up on your life here. Like kind of, it's a very like separate
3: mm-hmm. vibe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause and if some you of marry someone out train. there. Yeah. For every day. <laughs> every day. <sighs> oh. I am so
1: sorry. I tangented that, but I was, I was <laughs> <no>. shower thinking <laughs> it this morning. Felt about good.
3: It. I like it. Felt it felt good. It felt right. <laughs> Okay, you guys, we're going back to Clary, and she wakes up in bed. Could you have guessed? Oh, my God. Never. (laughs) And Jace is there, of course, and he had been watching her sleep on the bed in his gear. I don't know. I guess because he just ran up there. I just, I don't know. I don't like Uh it. So anyway, she is gro- she groggily like asks him what time it is and how long she had been asleep, but before she can even finish asking, he pulls her in for a kiss. And at first she doesn't pull away, but when she he like goes to reach for the hem of her shirt, and by the way, she's only in a t-shirt and undies cuz like her stuff is folded on a chair next to her. She stops him. <clears throat> And she's like, bruh, literally bruh. Just kidding. (laughs) You can't just attack me sexually every time you see me instead of having an actual conversation. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because she's right, his response is just to ask why she had texted Izzy instead of him. And she's like, dude, you don't call, you don't write, I don't know what's up with you. Like, I don't know if you would have even answered my text or shown up. I don't know. Oh. And uh, she's like, if you don't tell me what's going on right now, you can get the fuck out of this room, which I love because mm-hmm. um I hope that that was a real threat.
2: <laughs> Set boundaries, Anyways. bitch. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> And so he apologizes, but is just like, well, I know I've been annoying and I like really shouldn't be here, but I heard you were hurt. So I didn't care at all about your feelings. And I just came up here to crowd you and watch you sleep. Mm -hmm. She makes a comment about um, her. Like she feels like she's dating a ghost because he's never there. Never there. Which I thought was funny at first. And then apparently he's like, well... Izzy dated a ghost once, so um, she might be able to offer you like pointers. (laughs) And all it made me think was the what was that old 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 Marge? Old Marge? What was that from? That Will used to talk to? Uh Old mall That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like (laughs) she'd have to like go to him. You never come to me, bitch. I'm dead. I'm stuck in a cemetery. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she like he's asking about like her injuries and stuff. And so she shows him her burns and he's upset because he's like, I didn't know you needed me. And she's like, I always need you. (laughs) I didn't like it, but I get it. She's a kid. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. so he starts getting a little sexy because, um, he doesn't seem like he knows how to not be. It just can't, he like, he cannot turn it off. And, um, he admits that he knows again, he admits he knows he's been weird, but he thinks it's just like the trauma of the last few months. You know, V-Tang, the war, Max, Hodge, Sebastian, the works. It's all gotten him down. But he swears he's going to get help. And um, she asks, he asks her what she knows about Shadowhunter weddings. And yeah, he's like, don't worry, I'm not proposing <laughs> or whatever. And um, she starts like listing things off. She's like, no rings, just runes. And so then he starts sexy time again by, like, touching the spots her runes would go in if they were married. Which, I don't understand. Why do they need more than one? I don't know. Maybe someday I'll see a wedding and I'll know why. That's weird. Anyway. Why do do they need more than one rune? Yeah. So
0: the first one is put on publicly during the ceremony. And then the second one is put on privately over your heart. Like with your partner, like usually Mm -hmm. when you're consummating or before or after. Oh. (laughs) I think that's like the vibe. I think that's the essence of like the jam. Interesting.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um (sighs) I'm a little thrown off now. Thank you. (laughs) I just got me a little worked up. Oh, anyway, he starts sexy time again by touching those spots. And he's reciting where the ritual of the runes came from. And I quote, the ritual is taken from the song of Solomon. Set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm. For love is strong as death. Uh, like, <laughs> Our love is so Amanda, much stronger than that.
0: Amanda is so put off. <laughs> I'm like, it's don't tell a me. weird thing don't, to do don't read me some bullshit poetry fuck you say your right. own words <laughs> yeah
3: unoriginal <An> <laughs> <laughs> how lame it also seems kind of like i don't know if i totally believe that jace would have memorized that I don't know. Maybe I guess. Maybe V Tang made him do it when he was a kid. It just seems. Yeah, I feel like something feel like he would not been this, interested in.
0: A lot of the stuff that lives in Jace's brain is trauma induced. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like my dad beat me while he made me read this tome, and so I remember
3: everything. <laughs> Why am I laughing? That's awful. <laughs> Because I think it's true. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, she's like, yeah, our love is totally stronger than that. And um, she brought him in. Like, she's like, you know, I totally brought you back from the dead. So we're amazing. We're stronger than marriage, whatever. So then she turns up sexy time mode and pulls him toward her. And I'm just like, he still hasn't talked to you, really. He's just like, yeah, I have trauma. So I'm just an asshole. Uh-huh. It's cool.
1: Look. Okay. I wrote this down as Tell me pretext. Tell mm-hmm. I counted the pages like normal for the chapter breakup. And unfortunately, like, I have
3: the awkward. I And there's so much detail I was detail literally listening to it. And I was like, yes, I bet Robin's going to get this part.
1: I was hoping I wouldn't because of the page break later. And I was like, maybe it's a long chapter. It's not. And um, I also felt bad because mine's really short because it's like three pages of detail that we don't need. Mm -hmm. So Mm
2: -hmm. anyway,
1: moving on. It was equal. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So Jason and Clary are laying next to each other on the bed making out. And from the sounds of it, Jace is acting like a robot. Okay. Not really. But he's like not moving his hands and he's trying not to touch her, which just sounds uncomfortable physically and emotionally. Like, I don't want to be there for that. I don't know. And like how tired would you be like trying to keep your body stiff like that? No thanks. <laughs> I have a hard time squatting to put the laundry into the other, like washer to dryer. Okay, I don't know. <sighs> so, Clary comes to the realization that Jace's automaton ways are because he wants her to make the moves and to like be the line leader, which is obviously like the best classroom job. You want to be the line leader. Absolutely. <laughs> And she struggles for a moment because, like, obviously she's never gone this far. But he gave some minimal effort of emotional connection. So he, like, probably deserves to be rewarded. And me as a reader, I'm like, side eye. Side
0: eye. No. (laughs) Why are we? Oh, my
2: God. Ah!
0: What are we doing? (laughs) This is, like, textbook toxic. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. What is happening? And I don't know, dude. Okay. I know that you, again, I'm going back, but I shower, think about stuff afterwards. Sometimes you were like green flag. If he says he's an asshole, every person I've met that says I'm an asshole, they are just a fucking asshole. and I don't want to be around them. Okay. You're right. Fair enough. <laughs> and they're saying, basically, it's like, I'm going to tell you up front that I'm a piece of shit. So then I'm not to
0: I don't have to make any effort into being with yes. you. Yes. You are right. There are, I'm talking about more people that are like, yeah, I'm kind of an asshole. Those kind of people who are like willing to admit that they have faults, right? Like, not maybe, but I, I, I don't, I totally understand. I know who, like, I know who (laughs) you're talking about. Multiple people in general. Lots yeah. of people I know. The 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 archetype of the person. You the knew persons. this when we, because I told you that I'm a right. dick. So why'd you expect me not That's to be a dick? That's the same as like people who are like, I just tell the truth. No, you're just being a cunt. Just say you're being a cunt. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And this seems
1: very like, I, I will say, it seems real as far as like, I feel like this is the thought a 16, year old and this moment would have. I wish – and she does after. So, like, there's this really quick – she's like, oh, I guess he deserves that. You know what? I'm just making up excuses. I wrote because life's a garden and she's digging it. That's what I wrote in here. It's really funny. <laughs> but – PSA wise, I think in her head, she's like, no, I just, I'm making excuses because I am kind of embarrassed that I want to take things further. And I'm just trying to make an excuse, which is cool. But I wish there was a way to make the real sort of like, this is an inappropriate and unhealthy relationship. Uh Uh-huh. And like touch on that Uh to make it seem like, because this does seem real, but it's also not appropriate. But I feel like it's not a big line where it's like, okay, this isn't appropriate. and We don't talk about it. And it kind of, like I said, her saying, like, oh, I do really want to do it glazes over that. But, like, this is not a normal, healthy relationship. That's going to be my PSA on it. Don't do that. You probably will at some point Yeah. in any which way of your life because it happens. But when you're in that moment, just try to think this is not healthy anyway. Right, right. (laughs) Moving on. <clears throat> so what you might be asking yourself what an awkward pick me random girl do <laughs> What what would she do if she wants to move things forward i'll tell you she channels the beginnings of facebook and she pokes him i don't know why she does that the reason for me like she post? gives this yeah. reason and she's like like um have you remember that movie um zoolander uh-huh And he's, like, so hot right now. That's why she's, like, Jace, so hot right now. (laughs) I have to poke him to see if he's real. Right, right, right. But when I do stuff like that, it's just more, like, impulsive. And I just really want to bite you
3: or do something also very weird. Bite. Yes. I agree. But Mm -hmm. but I have bitten Andy before. Yeah. Just, like, like, in his arm meat, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I asked for
1: permission first. I want to bite you. And they're like, okay. And then I'm like, all right, good. But not (laughs) poke. I don't know. (laughs) So, of course, Jace is like, ow, what was that for? And instead of asking, she's like, take off your shirt. And he does. And then she's like, sit up. And he does. And then. They try to, like, write it in different words, but basically she's straddling him. Mm-hmm. And they get all handsy, and I don't care what the book says. My Jace does not have a washboard stomach because I'm not into it. He doesn't. Ew. That's a lie. Yeah. I don't know why you lied, Cassie.
0: I don't. Does not. That's not comfortable. I don't want someone with a bumpy <laughs> stomach. I don't know. Right? Because, like, that's what washboard is, Right. That's like with the ab, like the individual abs. Like like you could
1: scrub
3: your clothes on them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's in peak physical prowess. I'm sure he actually does. My mind is just saying no. Yeah. I don't like it either. No, thanks. And then I start thinking that he's a baby and then I really can't. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway. They're making out, whatever. She eventually takes off her shirt and she's worried about her granny bra. Um, But she quickly realizes that Jace doesn't care like what it looks like. He's just all eyes on her. She's like the star of the show. okay? And they're all over each other again. And it is like I said, it's three pages. But what it boils down to is basically it's a dry hump bump and grind going on. (laughs) Right. And it is, again, meticulously painfully detailed. But I'm not into it. Um, And I do feel, again, like we get some like real internal dialogue from Clary here, apart from her saying like, oh, I guess I want it. She's really nervous. And she's in her head. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. And I feel that's like genuine. Like, I I think she did a good job writing Mm -hmm. Clary's internal monologue for this. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. We get to the point where Jace's hand is on the back of her bra strap. And, she, like, internally, she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've never been topless in front of a dude before. And so she's kind of, I'm assuming she's kind of tensing. And so what does he do? He's rubbing her face. It's, like, patting her. Ew. And shoulder. And he's like, it's okay, baby. I love your finger painting."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then I love love it. It. <laughs> she. Adam Sandler from the life. For sure. life,
1: every time. That that doesn't even fit, and I still liked it. And so she notices him, like, reaching behind himself, and, like, she's kind of confused, and she's like, what could he be getting? What could this heavy petting situation call for? I don't know could, what he's doing. Could it be a doing. condom? And she thinks about what Izzy said, and she's like, I'm not sure I'm ready for, like, that. Mm-hmm. And she makes to tell Jace that, um, but there's this flask of st- – flash of silver and a sharp pain flares on her arm and she is of course like the woman is too stunned to speak <laughs> and she notices blood running down her arm on this cut that goes from her elbow to her wrist Crazy. the entire length of her arm and she says quote this is from the book ouch she said more in annoyance and surprise than hurt no bitch how no uh-huh. No, you Mm -mm. just got flayed. Right? Yeah. (laughs) That is painful. She's not saying ouch because she's surprised. It's not like when a horse fly bites you and you're like, hey, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Sir. Sir. Okay? (laughs) And Jace throws himself off of her, like in one foul swoop motion. And he's standing in the middle of the room with the silver-handled, like, knife dagger from his daddy issues box, okay? (laughs) It's in his hand. There's blood on the blade, and Clary's holding her arm. And she's like, I don't understand what the fuck is happening here. And Jace drops the knife to the ground, and he's like, it's fucking payback for poking me, bitch. I win. (laughs) (laughs) I got you back. Just, (laughs) okay, just just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Could you imagine? (laughs) he's
2: like isn't this
0: normal yes (laughs) this is a this is an appropriate and measured reaction right i am the winner
1: (laughs) anyway just kidding obviously not he slumps to the ground and he puts his heads in his hands okay that's it we're back and then we go back into the sanctuary leave (laughs) i know because simon is the pov pilot here okay he's back okay And Camille is telling him that she likes Izzy because she's a she's spunky and she can see a certain ancient vampire goddess in her. And Simon moves in close to Camille and he's like inspecting the blessed metal bindings and then he decides to tell her that Izzy isn't like her. And Camille's like, yeah, whatever you say, you're just why are you such a shadow hunter lover?" They don't even really like you. They're just friends with you because they feel sorry for you. Um, You can't even come over to play because you can't come inside their house. (laughs) It's like you love them more than you love your own kind. You're just Mm -hmm. some sick Nephilim loving masochist. Okay. (sighs)
2: It's
1: paraphrased, obviously. And Simon says, like, he doesn't have any kind because he's not a shadow hunter, a human or a vampire. Um, but he's seen what they both can do. Like, I've seen the Shadowhunter people, and I've seen the vampire people, and I feel like I'm picking the lesser of the two evils mm-hmm. on Team Shadowhunter. And Camille does her best to convince him to join the dark side, pointing out that she can smell the mundy blood all over him, and she be- it, f- it feels pretty good to be full, which, if you ask me, for my opinion, yes, ma'am, it does.
3: <laughs> it's 100%. Yeah, best 100%. Feeling. Yep. One of my hobbies,
1: yes, talking shit, and being full. eating, <laughs> yeah, yeah, into it. <clears throat> but Simon is like, nah, bitch, I'm good, I'm satiated with my four day old, unrefrigerated blood. Whoop. Okay, fueled is for fuel, not for happiness. Are you sure you're hungry? Have some waters, get a handful of nuts, bro,
0: <laughs> almonds, <meant>. yeah. <laughs> And I, we went out, they were coming into town. It was, so, it was someone I knew through writing. And uh, they came to town and we met them downtown or whatever. And we had been there with like a big group of people. We had got some food and we we're like, hey, do you want food? And literally, literally said to us, yeah, no, that's okay. I don't know. Food's just kind of like fuel for us i don't really you know we, we had a we we packed a sandwich before we got
3: on the plane yeah i'm like we how had is that That exact same experience with someone once andy and i did
1: uh-huh. what is it
3: it's like that will never taste as good as skinny feels yeah i'm sorry you but you're
1: wrong before
0: skinny doesn't yeah. taste that uh-huh. good <laughs> Her skinny doesn't feel that good, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, You you never had my my my
3: spaghetti, okay? Like guarantee you it doesn't taste that. That's exactly what I was thinking of when I was thinking about what you were gonna say. I wanna try your bolognese. Uh
2: Um, me too, I've tried to make it
1: three times. It tastes like butthole. (laughs) I'm assuming that's what bubble that is like anyway, I guess. Right. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> you can clearly see I have a preteen daughter. <laughs> I have to protect myself.
3: Jeez <laughs> oh, Louise. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so basically what happened here is Kristen just um, agreed to make us dinner. That's yeah. what
3: we got out of this. Absolutely. So I feel
1: like it's a W. Uh
3: huh. I should make you dinner for my birthday. Were you going to tell
1: me a story? Also? No, no, no. Amanda.
3: I was just going to agree. That happened once we ordered pizza and had a bunch of people over and it was a new friend, sort of, I guess. New to the group, whatever. And I was like, you can totally have some because we had paid for it. So I thought maybe he was just being awkward. He's like, no, thanks. I don't really like to eat. What? I don't. What? <laughs> You came mm. over here to eat pizza and watch the whatever. I think it was like a fight. Why? why what? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Pizza and I, ball sports, man. We are very good friends with him now and he totally eats. So it was a very weird, like, why did you say that back then thing. Uh-huh. Just
0: felt like it was awkward or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's what you said. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like I understand forgetting that like, you haven't eaten. Like I forget Uh that I I I I go oh I haven't eaten all day and it's three o'clock shit I should probably eat something like I understand that but I don't understand being like no food's not appealing to me (laughs) then you're you're I it just sounds so ridiculous right Uh (laughs) I'm like what happened in your childhood Uh like. I'm, I'm concerned. Like, I feel like you should be studied and we should not do whatever your parents did. Or
1: maybe they were fully loved and didn't have to, like, replace some of that with food.
3: Lies. Okay, Robin. I don't believe it. Not in America. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a Fit to Fat to Fit show once where the guy said that, like, food, food, food is fuel, whatever and so then he's the he's the fit guy so the idea behind it is they they get fat and then they lose the weight along with this person that they're on this journey with whatever What? after he was done yeah so all he literally all he would eat for breakfast lunch and dinner was broccoli and chicken Mm -hmm. and yeah and by the time he was done and he got fat or whatever he went back and he was like it wasn't worth it like I don't need to look like this to be healthy. I can eat other foods and stuff. And so he did. He ate like pie and cake here and there and like had a normal freaking eating habit and still was very physically fit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my story. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> too much of a deal. Just...
3: Food is a hot topic for us, clearly. Obviously. I know. That's what I was just <laughs> thinking. Yeah.
1: I only live my life. I don't know. I don't know. I just know how I feel. Yeah. Okay. So back to Camille and Simon, your regularly scheduled program. She continues by telling him that shadow hunters only want what the vampires pretend to be. Like, they don't want them to be actual vampires. And then she starts recalling all the glory days of, like, murdering and hunting humans. Okay? It's like your backwards... Bumpkin uncle. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's ending her argument by saying that Simon's relationship with him is one sided. What he does for them, they would never do for him. Okay. And Simon's like, dude, stop. I've made my choice and it wasn't you. You don't have to keep talking anymore. I've already made my decision. Camille's like, yeah, okay, but I think you'll change your mind soon. T it's say tbc to be continued but i don't have to abbreviate everything so <laughs> there's that um just then the door's open and magnus and alec walk in looking fine as fuck and i am a little confused about this happening and like we don't get a call back in red scrolls um but it's be- like i think it really would have been cool to put it in but it feels like the timelines are off in the books mm-hmm basically like what had happened was is they were going to go to the opera but they got the fire message and since there's a portal next to the Vienna Opera House it was just no big deal to hop on over through the portal but like weren't they just at the New York apartment taking
3: pictures yeah, they must be fibbing s-
0: <clears throat> either they're fibbing or because the- this book was released before Red Scrolls like a lot a long Uh many years Mm -hmm. before Red Scrolls so I think maybe they just tried to fit Red Scrolls to make it match and just ignored this one part because it was inconvenient yeah
1: I just really like it would have been cool to do it either which way I -hmm. don't know but they're definitely dressed for the opera Mm -hmm. and Alec is annoyed right so I'm assuming yeah anyway He's spicy, as I said. He's, he's a little spicy. <laughs> Feisty, mm-hmm. if you will. And he's like, what does this have to do with Magnus? Um, like, another vampire, another criminal. Am I right? <laughs> Wait. Not you, Simon. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, like you, have a cupcake. Anyway. Simon internally after Alex says that he's like yeah real cool feeding on a 14 year old like you wouldn't think I was so cool if you knew what I did mm-hmm. last night and I just we've hit three times now in this chapter where we're separating Simon from the shadow hunters uh-huh. okay it's been ingrained in our brains and Maris tells them that Camille's being held as a person of interest in the Shadow Hunter murder investigation discovery and she's a total diva and only wants to talk to Magnus. And Alec is like, really? And then looks at Camille and he is puzzled. And Magnus follows Alec's gaze. Alec's gaze. And um, this is the first time like that Magnus has even like looked in Camille's direction since he walked in the door. And he looks at her and he starts to smile. And Magnus agrees to talk to her. And Alec is like, so, like, you know her or like she knows you. Mm-hmm. like you guys like somebody must know somebody and as you all know Cassie is the queen of chapter endings and cliffhangers so I'm going to quote the end of this chapter ready we know each other Magnus shrugged very slightly as if to say what can you do once upon a time she was my girlfriend
3: ah! bye <sighs> that's <My> it
2: that's
3: <laughs> You get nothing else. I can't wait to hear this conversation.
1: I know. Yeah. I think it's funny also, in a way, comparing this to Rudd scrolls, is I think the Alec in this scene is very much like the prickly kind of old Alec. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the, insincere,
0: a little bit immature.
1: The beginning... Of his character arc versus the end of it. Because Alec was
0: more like the end of his character arc. In Red In Red Because I think because of when it was written. You're right. Yeah, because his characterization Uh was much more mature, much more put together, much more confident than what we see playing out here. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That'll be interesting. Interesting. I don't know. It's just the callback. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad alec was written in red scrolls as the end of his character arc just yeah so you know because that's way like i it. know this is like kind of like oh he wouldn't have done that but i'm i'm into it it's fine mm-hmm. okay anyway make sure that you read chapter 13 girl found dead
3: for next week's episode for behind the scenes content and the latest updates check us out on instagram at down world podcast we'll see you next time and bye bye,
2: bye. bye.